The Tarot. It has been called the devil's picture book and the tool of Satan. It is an ancient divination system that has been used by some and feared by many. But do these mysterious cards contain images that unlock wisdom from evil sources? Or have they largely been misunderstood and misused by some individuals? Are there things about the tarot that most people don't know or even understand? In this episode of The Spirit Side, we're going to delve into the truth about the tarot. Stay tuned. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to The Spirit Side. I'm Paul James Caden, and today on the show, we are going to be talking about the truth about the tarot. It's going to be, uh, I think, an interesting and enlightening topic. And, uh, you know, last week we spoke about Philip K. Dick, Vallis, uh, where a lot of the ideas came from in the truth movement. Uh, what a lot of these people tend to focus on and what they tend to ignore about the philosophy of Philip K. Dick. But this week, uh, we're getting a little more esoteric, and uh, I hope you enjoy the conversation. I think we're going to have several this week on topics such as this, looking into things like the tarot, mediumship, and channeling. And uh, maybe on Friday, we'll be talking about spirit guides and guardian angels. Are they the same thing? Do they exist? Should one have prominence over the other in our spiritual life? So I'm working, uh, you know, diligently behind the scenes to make the spirit side uh, everything that I've always wanted it to be. And all the shows that I had after the spirit side were kind of fragments of things I wanted to talk about on this particular show when I had it before. And I really want to bring the best of all the worlds under one umbrella because that's what the spirit side was supposed to be from its inception. But uh, it's kind of a rude awakening when you start putting things out on the internet like vlogs or podcasts. People want you to focus on one topic, whether it's UFOs or ghosts or the Bible or camping, hiking, fishing, whatever it might be. And they seem to get very disjointed uh, when you go off topic. So, you know, this is a show that always was supposed to be for people that are a little more, uh, you know, eclectic in their thinking, a little more diverse, that they have an interest in a variety of topics and just don't want to hear about one thing all the time. I know for myself, uh, talking about just one thing all the time gets very boring. And I tried to do that with a couple of my uh, shows that uh, you know were out there after the spirit side. And uh, it didn't last very long. I, I found very quickly I, I ran out of things to talk about. I felt bored. I didn't want to do the show. So this is the place where all roads meet, brother, and uh, I hope 
that it will be enjoyable to you, the listener. So today we're kicking it off. This is going to be, uh, as I said, a little bit more esoteric this week. And we are talking about the truth about the tarot. We hear a lot of things about the tarot. It's the devil's picture book. It's evil. It's a cult. It will bring demons and devils and evil spirits to you know, your front door if you dabble with such things. But is this true? Or are we simply overreacting based on somewhat superstitious religious beliefs? Now, those of you who have followed my shows, you know, over the years, uh, know that I am a spiritual counselor. I talk to people uh, about problems in their lives. I try to help people. Uh, but I've also done things like angel card reading. I've, I've read the tarot, and I still encounter people that want that. And people will ask me and say, oh, you know, you're supposed to be uh, a Christian. You know, how can you fool around with something like that? You know, that's from the devil. It's evil. It's, it's satanic. Well, let's put on the brakes here and talk about what the tarot is. First of all, it is a group of 78 cards, and each card has a picture with different symbols on it. And some of those symbols are taken from uh, old occultic traditions, but a lot of those symbols also span a lot of religious traditions. Occult only means hidden. It doesn't mean spooky or forbidden or, oh, it's, that's a cult. A cult simply means hidden. And when we're talking about the occult symbols in the tarot, we're talking about symbols that have a deeper meaning that maybe the average person isn't aware of. And really, it's, it's something like People who, and we've all done this, where we go outside and we're thinking about a certain topic or a problem in our lives, and we go on a hike, we go out in nature, or maybe we're just, you know, sitting on the back porch looking in the backyard, and we see something in nature that catches our eye in a way that it never really has before. You know, we might look at a tree and uh, think about the roots of the tree going deep into the earth and pulling up the water, you know, that keeps the tree alive. And suddenly we have this new revelation within ourselves about the problems we're looking at based on that symbol of the tree. We say, gee, you know, maybe I needed to be more rooted and grounded in spiritual things, more rooted and grounded in God. Or maybe I need to be more in touch with my emotions, more rooted and grounded in myself to really speak my mind about what I want, what I need. I'm always so worried about what everybody else wants and what everybody else needs. Maybe I need to be rooted and grounded in my own truth, my own emotions, my own needs, and pay attention to that because I've been neglecting myself for so long. So we've all done that. 
We've all done it with nature, whether it be mountains, the sky, the moon, the sun, the trees, the caterpillar that turns into the butterfly. You know, the the, the symbolism in uh, nature goes on and on that mankind from every walk of life and every religion has taken certain inspiration or even intuition from. And so when we're using the tarot, it's really no different. You're looking at those images on the card and you're seeing what they bring to you intuitively. Now, there are different suits in the tarot. There is the coins, the cups, the wands, and the swords. And it's always helpful to understand what those things mean as far as the tarot is concerned. When we see the coins or the pentacles, uh, generally that is something that talks, you know, that suit talks about our material needs, whether it be food, clothing, job, housing, money, whatever it is we need in our lives, those creature comforts. When we're looking at the cups, the cups generally represent our emotional state. The cups talk about emotions. The water in the cups, uh, the suit of cups, has to do with the flow of our emotions. But it can also represent uh, the Spirit of God in our lives. You know, water representing the Holy Spirit. So how is the Spirit flowing in our thoughts, in our lives, in the things that we're doing, in the problem that we're looking at? So there's a, a couple of uh, different meanings there, and that's where we get into the esoteric or the occult, the hidden. What do these things mean from different spiritual and religious paths that you can gain insight from? The wands represent uh, creative fire, you know, that which is creative, you know, getting out and making our dreams come true. The swords represent the mind, our state of mind. What are we thinking? How are we feeling? How are we assessing a certain situation? So the pictures and the meanings of the things on the tarot are not satanic or darkly occult. Uh, they will really fit any spiritual belief that a person might have if you're a Buddhist uh, there's actually a book out called uh, The Buddha in the Tarot. And, you know, that shows the journey of the Buddha on the path of enlightenment through the imagery uh, in the tarot cards. And that actually works for people that use it that way. Uh, you can see a lot of Christian symbolism because there is a lot of Christian symbols in the tarot. So, you know, one who uses or contemplates the tarot from a Christian perspective can certainly use it in that way. So it's, it's not something that was designed to be evil and scary and spooky. And it's no different, as I said, than contemplating nature and saying, gee, I got this problem, something I'm thinking about. And suddenly we see a spider building a web on the corner of our, you know, our porch. And we say, gee, we suddenly get this revelation, you know, this little intuition from that spider building that web that tells us, man, there's something I need to do. I need to take a lesson from that spider. 
I need to start building my life the way I want it, not the way everyone else wants it or whatever it might be. Secondly, does the tarot tell our future? Is it a fortune-telling tool? You know, unfortunately, uh, there's a lot of charlatanism, uh, you know, in the world. And from the gypsies of old to the psychics of the modern day, there are always people who will use something like the tarot in a way that is less than perfect. And, you know, it, it really is, when you look at the world, right now in the United States of America, we have a lot of gun violence, a lot of problems with, you know, uh, the wrong people getting their, their hands on firearms. And we have people that say, oh, guns should be outlawed. Guns are bad. And then we have other people who are more centered that say, well, guns aren't bad. We agree there needs to be some kind of change and reform, you know, background checks who can get guns. But guns aren't bad. You know, it's the person whose hands that the gun is in that makes it bad. Are they using that gun for an evil purpose? Are they thinking of going out and, and killing someone or going on a shooting spree? You know, so to look at something like a gun and say, well, that gun is evil, guns are bad. Well, that's not necessarily so. It depends on how the individual is using it. And it's the same with something like the tarot. There have always been people who will try to tell you they have great mystical powers. You know, they're going to see your fortune in the cards. And, you know, there is a certain uh, or, you know, a lot of trickery in that kind of thing. There are uh, different techniques people learn to use a certain language that makes the person that they're reading for, if I may use that word, feel like this person is getting all this, you know, knowledge about them and their future, you know, but it's, it's, it's basically the trick of stage magicians. You know, there's a, there's a certain language, there's a certain skill to that that people use. Uh, there's other people that really uh, do believe, you know, they get into this dark occultism, you know, this dark uh, form of spirituality. And, you know, these are the people that... <laughs> You know, uh, individuals go to and they always see death and tragedy in the cards, you know. Oh, I see a young boy with light hair and blue eyes. Oh, you know, he's going to, you know, I see this person, you know, this young person, this child passing away very suddenly and very tragically. You know, there are, there's always death and doom and gloom and, you know, heavy things hanging over the heads of the people that they're reading for. You know, and these are people that have, you know, a, that very dark, spooky way of looking at spirituality and interpreting life. And so if you go to these people, chances are that's the kind of, you know, encounter you're going to have. And it, it too is a bunch of bullcrap, but it will scare the bejesus out of a lot of people and uh, as the book of Job says, that which I greatly feared has come upon me. 
if we let that thing get planted in our subconscious mind too deeply where we're worrying about it, worrying about it, we're dreading it. Oh my God, the fortune teller said, the psychic said, well, we have a chance of uh, manifesting or making that become a reality in our lives because we're so focused on it. And of course, there are those people that will interpret the cards in a very dark, spooky way and tell you there's a curse on you, there's a devil, there's a demon, and you need to pay them all this money to, you know, buy special candles and do magic rituals to reverse this curse that's been hovering over your life, you know, for so many years, and this is why your marriage didn't work and your job's no good and you can't stay in a relationship and your kids are all on drugs, you're cursed. And thank God you came to me because I can get that curse off of you with my special abilities and special rituals. All of that is a scam. 100% scam artist. And then there are people like myself who have learned to read and use the tarot as a guidance system. Not a fortune-telling tool, a guidance system. Now, in order ex to explain how that works, uh, for me, uh, I've always, and, and, and again, those of you who followed my show over the years know this about me. If you're a newcomer, maybe you don't. I'm someone who can pick up certain thoughts, feelings, information about a person when I talk to them. I've been that way since I was a kid. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, I'm a, you know, gifted psychic or clairvoyant, you know, that uh, you hear these uh, catchphrases thrown around in the spiritual circles. You know, call it what you will. I mean, the Bible would call it, you know, uh, a word of knowledge, insight, uh, a, a word of prophecy, you know, whatever you want to call it. But I've just been that way since I was a kid. I could hear people talk and get certain feelings about what they were talking about or the person. For example, when I was probably eight or nine years old, uh, maybe seven, I, I wasn't too, too old. I had an uncle that always jumped from job to job. He was always quitting. He was always getting fired. You know, he was always seemed to be looking for something that he couldn't find. Or maybe he just didn't want to work at that time. I don't know. But he jumped from job to job. And uh, one, you know, one particular year he got a job and, uh, you know, these people treated him like gold. And it was probably the longest job he ever had. And he suddenly decided he was going to leave that job to go to a different job. You know, because this job paid more money. You know, he was always looking for money, money, money. He was a money guy. And I remember him sitting at the dining room table telling my parents, you know, he was going to leave his job. He was going to, you know, he was going to start this new job in, in a week. And I remember thinking to myself, I just had that feeling and I knew, you know, that this was a mistake. 
And when he starts that new job, he's going to be there for approximately two weeks and he's going to be back sitting at the dining room table saying, I made a terrible mistake. I never should have left my old job. Now, sure enough, he started the new job and exactly two weeks later he was back sitting at the dining room table talking to my parents saying that he made a mistake and he wondered if he talked to his old bosses, if they would hire him back, if he could get his old job back. So these things just pop in. And when it comes to doing spiritual counseling, I mean, first of all, it's, uh, you know, I'm certified on both, you know, spiritual counseling and as a Christian counselor that's talking to people is like a pastor slash psychologist about issues in their lives. And that's what I like to do for the most part. But, you know, I've, I've done a lot of these, you know, angel card uh, readings and things of that nature in the past. And I still have people that, that come to me and want that. And, you know, I do it because I'd rather do it knowing they're getting honest and clean information than some nonsense from a charlatan. You know, that's just the way I look at it. But when I do these things, when I do these readings, I make it clear up front, I'm not a fortune teller. I'm not telling your future. The future is up to God. It's the decisions you make as an individual and also up to God. I don't have God-like abilities like you know a lot of these psychics uh, claim that they have. And I know a lot of other people who are intuitive, who pick up things on people and they say the same thing. It's never worked that way for me. You know, all these great magical feats, you know, I, I never had it that way. You know, uh, it's just, it is what it is. So for me, it's always a guidance system. So a person might come in and they'll say, oh, you know, I'd like you to lay out some cards, you know, about my love life, my work and my destiny. And I'll say, well, you know, your destiny is not up to me or the cards, and I can't tell you what your destiny is. That's you making up your mind, what you want to be, who you want to be, what you want to do, and then pursuing it and asking God for guidance along the way. I can't tell you what you're, you know, get that out of your head. So a guidance system for me, let's say someone comes in and they say, okay, you know, well, they're having a marriage issue. Their husband or their wife hasn't been paying attention to them lately. Um, they seem to be working a lot. They're sleeping in separate bedrooms. Now, first of all, uh, you know, I don't go for this thing. You know, I'll tell you why you came to see me. It's just the way it works for me. I talk to the person and I get certain insights and intuitions and feelings about what they're saying, about their situation, about them, about the people they're talking about. You know, this cold reading to impress people, um, I think is a lot of bunk. I think there's a lot of trickery in, in a lot of that. Although sometimes some people will come in, they'll sit down and things will just jump out immediately before they say a word. And you'll say, wow, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but before we even start here, I feel like you're really fed up with your job. I feel like you're really depressed. 
I feel like your husband and wife, you know, uh, you're in a relationship that uh, you're wondering if you need to stay in it or if you should leave. You're just really confused. You got a lot going on and the person will say, yes, exactly all of it. Sometimes that will happen, but not all the time. And so back to what I was saying. A person may come in and say, uh, my husband or my wife hasn't been spending a lot of time with me. They work all the time. We sleep in separate rooms. Always hanging out with his or her friends. You know, we barely talk. You know, we fight a lot. Uh, Are they cheating? What's going on? So I make it known that what I am about to do and what I am about to say is to give them certain insights. This is a guidance system to help them make the right choice. It's not telling them what to do and it's not telling them their future. So let's just say I'm using the tarot or they want me to use the tarot. And I just happen to have a deck here for the purposes of this podcast. Reaching over, pulling a random card, we have the Page of Wands. So I look at that card, I think about the meaning, I think about how it makes my intuition feel based on what this person told me, and I'll look at the Page of Wands and I'll say, yes, the Page of Wands, one of the interpretations of this card, is a very active sexual life. Uh, Someone who is uh, perhaps being uh, promiscuous, uh, doing something that they shouldn't be, And intuitively, from what you're telling me, I am kind of getting the feeling that uh, your husband, your wife, is seeing someone or talking to someone behind the scenes. But then I'll tell them. And usually I'm right. I'll say, don't make a hasty decision. You don't want to leave a relationship, especially if you're married. You don't want to leave, you know, a marriage but I'm getting the feeling that it's not going to be very long before this is confirmed to you. This is kind of what, you know, uh, the Spirit is, is telling me. Meaning the Holy Spirit, Spirit of God, giving me an inner knowing. You know, this is not going to be very long. Uh, sometimes I'll do a guesstimation, you know, I would say within the next uh, three to six weeks, uh, give or take. Uh, You're going to find confirmation of this, and then you'll be able to make your decision accordingly. So don't do anything rash. You know, just wait for the confirmation. If this information is correct, you know, uh, then you do what you need to do. And most of the time, uh, the person, I will hear from them and say yes. Uh, About, uh, you know, a month and a half later, Uh, they caught the person having an affair, they heard from a friend, they saw the picture on the phone, they saw the texts, whatever the case may be, it was confirmed, and now they can make a decision whether they're going to go to marriage counseling or whether they're going to uh, leave that marriage or that relationship because this kind of thing's been going on for years and years and years, and the person has never changed. So that's how it's a guidance system. It is insight, it is intuition, it is insights from the Holy Spirit, and it gives the person 
kind of uh, that guidance system. Because now here's someone telling them, saying, yeah, you know, to the best of my ability. And it's not that I can never be wrong. I've been wrong. Nobody's not ever wrong. You know, nobody's a super psychic or, you know, an infallible prophet. People can be wrong. But at least trying to be honest, what I'm feeling, what I'm kind of gleaning that's making my intuition go off from the images on the card. You know, I say, here's what I'm really feeling. Maybe this is the direction you need to go in, or maybe this is the, the direction you need to look in and see if anything turns up that, you know, validates this information, and then you have your answers. So it's a guidance system. Not telling the, telling the fortune, not telling the future. So that's the way I was trained to use the tarot. And I found, you know, a really wonderful teacher uh, who works much the way that, that I do. Um, you know, her intuitions uh, work much the way, you know, mine did since I was a kid. So this really resonated with me as a way to give people uh, just some insight and guidance, but not telling their future. And I make that clear with anybody and everybody. This is not fortune telling. This is not telling you what is going to happen tomorrow, next week, next year. But I mean, you know, to make no mistake, when, you, when you're sitting there and you're giving those words of insight or that word of knowledge or that glint of uh, spiritual intuition to someone, uh, sometimes it comes across very urgent. You know, you need to get out of that house now. You need to leave that job now. You need to say no to that person now. You need to let go of that situation now because if you don't, uh, you know, something very bad is going to happen. This is detrimental to your health and your well-being. You need to do something now. Now, that is rare. You know, it's more on the rare side. That doesn't happen all the time. But sometimes you just know something's brewing, something bad is going to happen. And sure enough, it's like Sodom and Gomorrah. The person listens and they say, yeah, I, I kind of agree with what you're saying. I'm going to not mess around with that person. I'm going to get out of that situation, whatever it is. And sure enough, they say, you know, three days after they walked away, uh, all hell broke loose or something really went sideways and they would have been caught in the shrapnel in the crossfire had they stuck around. Uh, so it became actually, uh, you know, sometimes some life-saving information, you know, that will, that will come through. So again, this all becomes kind of a guidance system through, you know, intuition, insightful, and, you know, spiritual means. And I don't see anything demonic or satanic, you know, about any of that. And uh, another way that the tarot can be used is actually in spiritual counseling. If I'm sitting down with someone and, you know, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about their problems, whether it be work or family or they're just feeling stuck or maybe they're having a crisis about uh, their religion or their faith and they're afraid to leave, which does happen, you know, in spiritual counseling. Uh, that that's part of what you do, helping people through a crisis of faith. And sometimes if I'm, you know, um, 
face to face with someone or even if I'm uh, doing it over the phone, you know, I will say, well, let's, you know, and the person's feeling stuck no matter what I say, you know, no matter what we talk about, they'll say, well, you know, I understand, but I still feel very stuck. I don't know. I just can't, I just can't get over this hump. And I'll say, okay, let, let's use a technique here. And you have to use common sense if the person will be, you know, open to this or not. And most people are. To say, let, let's use uh, a technique called thought association or, you know, bringing bringing in a tool that will introduce a random thought that maybe it can help you overcome this hump or have a little more insight into it. So then I will pull the tarot card. Shuffle the deck. Just pull one at random. We're not telling the future. And if the person's in front of me, I'll just set it in front of them. If I'm talking to them on the phone, you know, I'll, I'll take a picture and send it via text and I'll say, okay, you know, look, look at the picture on that card. Now you don't know anything about the tarot. You don't know how to read the tarot, but what do you see in that card that's pertaining to your situation? What thought is it bringing to you? So it's kind of like, you know, free uh, association, you know, looking at it, just seeing what comes. So in this case, reaching over and I'm pulling the Knight of Cups. So the person might look at that and they'll say, well, you know, I see this this man, he's a knight. He's, you know, sitting on the white horse and, you know, they'll look at it. I see the mountain, you know, I see the trees in the background. But then suddenly, you know, after a little, a few minutes, something might catch their eye and they'll say, oh, I, I see this man is on the horse and the horse is standing next to what looks like a little shallow river in front of him. And it looks like maybe the horse is hesitant to cross that water. And maybe I'm the knight on the horse, or maybe I'm the horse. Maybe I'm looking at that water, and I think it's deeper than it really is. Maybe I'm afraid to cross for some reason, but my happiness lies on the other side of that stream. Over there with the mountains and the trees where I'm free and the air is fresh. And they'll just come up with this whole story in their own mind, as we said before, like looking at something in nature getting an intuition or an idea about something going on in their life. They'll look at that tarot card and they'll say, I need to cross that stream. I need to stop hesitating. I need to stop being afraid. I need to cross this stream in my life. I need to get to the other side and I need to explore what's in that new land on the other side of the river. I can't let myself be trapped anymore. I'm feeling trapped. I'm feeling afraid. I'm feeling stressed. I, I, I just need to leave all of that behind. I need to cross the river. I need to get to the other side and just be. And leave all that other stuff in the past. Now you'd be surprised how much that happens using the tarot card as a psychological tool for someone just to look at and glean their own information. What do I see in that picture that might pertain to my situation or pertain to me? 
and the things people will come up with all on their own. It becomes the key that unlocks the door that leads to their own freedom. And they did it. I didn't do it. The car didn't do it. Nothing magical or mystical about the card. They just looked at the picture and saw something that was relevant and created the story, created the scenario and said, that's what I need to do. I need to cross that stream. I need to stop being afraid. I'll gotta, I gotta walk across it. I gotta, you know, wade across it. I gotta swim across it. Whatever I gotta do, I gotta cross that stream. I, I just gotta get to the other side. I gotta, I gotta put all this behind me. And it's a wonderful, magical, freeing moment for that person. And so these are some of the ways in which the tarot can be used and has been used for, you know, centuries, you know, you know, for years by people. It's not all about fortune telling in the devil's picture book. And, you know, I see in the cards, there's tragedy and death. You know, it's, it's not all about that. That is usually, you know, chicanery and trickery and, you know, generally, when someone hands you that kind of thing, there's the, uh, there's nothing satanic about it. It's trickery to get you dependent on that fortune teller to keep you coming back. Because that's what happens many times. The person worries about it so much, they'll keep going back and back and back. Do you see that changing? What can I do? Oh my God. You know, that light-haired boy, they, I think that was my son. You know, he had a a fall down the stairs last week. Oh, and he broke his arm. And oh, you know, is something worse happening? You know, can I change this? You know, what can we do? They hook people with fear. And then, of course, there are the people that do have that very dark outlook on life and the esoteric and the spiritual. And, um, Generally, what you're getting uh, when you sit down with those people is a slice of their own very dark and maybe even sometimes uh, twisted outlook of life and the universe perpetuated upon you as a fortune being told, and it's usually not very pleasant. You know, but then you have those individuals who use such tools as the way I've, I've explained here, the way I've used them. And it's very helpful. And we don't look for people to come back and back and back and back. You know, the, the goal for me as a, as a spiritual counselor and sometimes tarot and angel card reader is to help the person and set them free. When I read for somebody or, or counsel with somebody once and they never come back and I hear from them four months later and they say, I just wanted to reach out and say, thanks, everything turned out great. I made the right decision. The intuitions you got and you got through the cards, they were right. And that, you know, that information was concerned and I'm free and I'm happy and I'm healthy. That's what I'm looking for. And there's other people that look for the same thing. Uh, you know, you want to be like the doctor who performs the surgery. You send the patient home, they heal and... You'd never see them again. 
They're living a happy, healthy life, and that's what you want. And it really has nothing to do with the devil and Satan and magic and the occult or telling fortunes or telling the future because we're not God. You know, no human being is God. No human being is divine. And you have to use the tools and even the spiritual and intuitive gifts you have been given responsibly. And that's all any of us can ever do. And so again, you know, I don't, I don't see anything evil in any of that. I mean, no matter how you slice this, slice it, there are going to be some people that will say, "Oh, you're satanic." And, but I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, you know, even in a religion like Christianity, Christianity, there are people that have that dark outlook. You know, everything's the devil, everything's satanic, everything is evil, everything's out to get us, and. You know, don't take two steps outside of your own front door because, you know, bam, the devil's there. You know, it's, it's there's just people in, in, in every religion and every faith and every spiritual walk of life that will have that very dark um, outlook on things. And um, I guess there, there there's various reasons for that that we won't get into here, but... Nonetheless, uh, there is the truth about the tarot, the way that a lot of people use the cards, even uh, spiritual counselors like myself. I'm not the only one who uses uh, the tarot or the angel card technique in that particular way, where the person finds the answer for themselves in the cards. Um, You know, it's a guidance system. It's a help. It's an intuitive booster Uh, Looking at the picture, looking at the images, just like looking at nature and something comes to you about the the caterpillar or the tree or the leaf or the wind or the moon or the clouds or whatever it might be. Same difference. But I I suppose if we want to label those things as satanic, dark and occult, well, I, you know, I I guess we could do that too, but uh, that's... That's a uh, a mindset and a life perception I'd rather not have <laughs> if, if it's okay, you know, with uh, with the folks who, who do have that perception. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this show today. I hope you uh, gleaned some truth out of this. And maybe there's some folks listening where this took some superstition out of uh, the idea about the tarot and things like it. Uh, We're going to talk on Wednesday about the truth about mediumship and channeling. So that's going to be an interesting show. I also have coming up this week on, I think on Tuesday, it's going to be Tuesday or Thursday. I have a special uh, fourth podcast coming out this week where I'm going to talk to my uh, good friend Stan Wanglin, my old co-host of People Under the Stairs, and uh, we're going to talk about um, post-Derek Chauvin trial, how each of us perceived this trial, the individuals involved. Uh, We're going to talk about, you know, the racism and the hatred and the bullying that's so prevalent in our world and society today. And uh, just have uh, a good conversation because those kind of conversations are 
important to have as well. So be on the lookout for that uh, special podcast coming up this week. And uh, again, I hope you got something out of this. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, stay safe, stay well, stay informed, and I'll talk to you next time here on The Spirit Side.